Spencer. Yes, Eli. I got a question for you. Oh, this can't I, be good. I know you don't. I know you don't tweet. No, I do not. Are you going to thread? No, absolutely not. Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? I sadly do because the our morning show happened to talk about it for their very first segment. So I learned everything I know from Aaron Karolnik and Carlo Koliakovo. Okay, so you're not going to thread? No, absolutely not. Al. I know you're going to thread though, because you'll thread anything. So lame. You're you'll, so, you'll thread, you're so you'll, lame. You'll thread anything like the middle. Give away, give away a cookie and let in a goal. You're so lame. I'm lame, and you're a loser. So you know what? We we make a pretty good L team. You know what? Can we just get into it now? I mean, probably. All right, let's do it. And welcome, everyone, to episode number 15 of The Outrage. It's kind of fun to think we're in 15 now, because, I mean, like, it took us, like, nine months to get to, like, 10, and now all of a sudden we're at 15 and, like couple weeks it's like it's kind of nice it's nice to finally be consistent once again isn't it spencer yeah you know and we're not consistently shite so that's that's an improvement and that's not a cuss word so that one can count bryson can repeat that one bryson can repeat that one we can repeat it well no that's my seven-year-old nephew that's who i think of when i make this podcast it's my seven-year-old nephew bryson hi bryson hope you're listening to this i know your sister i know your mother my sister will be so it all works out so, Al, I know you want to start off with doubleheader tonight for the Jays against the Chicago White Sox after the rainout yesterday, but that ain't the news. The news is on Friday, the return of the Panda, wait, Puma, sorry, Alec Manoa is back at the Rogers Center. No, actually, they're in Chicago. That's right. I did know that. You gotta, they're yeah, they're in, in, in Chicago. Yeah, well, he's in Detroit. Well, no, he's so, Here's the oh, thing. so it ends the doubleheader in Chicago, and then they go to Detroit yes, and play the Tigers. But, so that's actually, you know what the best part is? I did know they played the Tigers. Yeah, I did know that. And because of the bad weather, he was supposed to be in Chicago with the team last night, but then his flight got delayed because of the the weather and obviously the the rain out and the so they postponement. Moved him to so they're like, hey, how about you just meet us in Detroit? So that's what he's doing. And uh, yeah, by the way, he's a Tiger now. He wants to be a Tiger. That's uh, that's the latest we got from uh, so recent audio. He wants audio. to move from being a puma to a tiger. Yeah, I don't. I've never. I haven't heard panda thrown up. Actually, no. Now that you mentioned panda, I think he might have. Th- I don't know. He's whatever creature he wants to be. I just hope it works out because let's be he honest. He wants to be. He wants to be a donut. That's what he wants to be. Well, he wants not, to be a cinnamon roll. We should call him cinnamon roll. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Uh, at the end of the day, he is an athlete. He's a swirl. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's an athlete. He don't look like one. He's an athlete, though. The uh, the thing that for me is I I don't understand this move at all. And we talked about this on the last episode. Actually, we could say last week now because we're that consistent where it actually, it actually lines was up. last week. It wasn't. Oh yeah, last episode, which was like two months ago. Yeah, yeah it was actually last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We don't have to. We don't have to worry about that anymore. But uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. I think it's too early. I I don't understand how the logic behind this call-up works because, I mean, if you look at... He's had two starts. Well, let's work, yeah, let's work backwards. So he had the blow-up start we mentioned last episode yep. in at Rookie Ball in Florida, and he got shelled. He then got put up to double-A because mm-hmm. obviously they felt like his progression of the mechanics, which is what the whole point of him going to Florida was for, is to get the mechanics right, yep. get the body right, get the mind right. Goes to double A, has a good outing, 10 strikeouts, I think only let up like two runs or something like that. Was very minimal runs, 10 strikeouts, felt good, looked good. Good enough that the Jays not only call him up, but expect him to start this coming weekend. It's crazy. I mean, you. I mean, listen, the Jays clearly have a checklist of what they wanted him to fix, and if they have him up, I'm going to trust that that checklist has been completed. Has been met. And it's good. 
The only thing I'm concerned about, though, is he had 82 pitches when he was with the uh, A New Hampshire Fisher Cats, and only 47 of them were strikes. Now, I'd expect them to hit more. I'm not, I'm not asking for, you know, 60 strikes, 20 balls. That's a little, that could be a little much. But then again, like, you know, you're trying to work on your location, trying to get your, your ball located in the, in the right zones and the right spots that you want. You know, you hope your slider works at the same time, too. And his slider has been his problem. I heard, well, yeah. I heard earlier today his slider was one of the best pitches when he was well, that in that side contention. That was and now go-to. it's been a big problem this year. It's been hanging too much, over the plate too much, and getting hit too much. Or it just doesn't even catch the plate at all and you're drawing walks. So, Which have both been problems. Well, Letting yeah, up exactly. runs and walks. He's let up a ridiculous amount of walks. So, so I think I would have liked career. I think I would have liked if he would have had like fifty five strikes out of those eighty two pitches, I would have been okay with it. That's a good number. But forty seven still seems a little low. But hey, I mean like ten Ks in double A ball, that's really good. I mean, that's how it should be. That's what you expect, right? Like and I mean I think that's what people expected too in, when he was in Dunedin, uh, in Florida, when he got shelled for those eleven runs, was like, Hey, like, you know, they were exp- and he only threw two and two thirds over there. Yep. And now he went. Uh, it was a, another five innings, uh, eighty-two pitches. Like I mentioned, forty-seven strikes. So it's a good. It's good. I don't think. I don't see how you you skip Triple A. And like it, it's so weird too, because like he went from Florida, basically a a, a nobody league. Well, it's rookie ball. Rookie, it's, yeah, it's, rookie li- ball. it's literally eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year olds. It's not even, and it's not even A ball. Never played North America before. Yeah, normally, it's, it's not even A ball, and gets absolutely torched, and then goes to Double A, does phenomenal, but then I don't understand how you don't go. Okay, let's try him at Triple A first, and there was discussion now that maybe the Jays are bringing him up because it's they need too. Him. Well, the, like, let's well, be honest. They they need they, a they, they need do. a fifth starter. They've been begging since he went down. They need a fifth starter. They, they do need somebody. Him, but I also think it's because they're trying to figure out where are we going to be at the trade deadline. Because you're not going to be buying if you're you know you're pitching like listen. You need all five pitchers to be not lights out, but to be pretty darn good. You know, because you're in a wild card race, you're likely going to stay in that spot. I don't see the Jays falling out of that wild card race at all. I, well, I, I falling I out of it, no. But right now, they're a game and a half back of the New York Yankees. Right now, in right. the last wild card spot, the Astros are above them, and then obviously you got the Orioles, who have kind of cemented themselves as the premier team, not in the top three division spots because the AL East is just gross. Yeah, so I still think they can hang. Um, but I think that's really what they're trying to do now is trying to determine, okay, where. Where what are we doing? Because the Jays aren't going to sell. I don't think they're going to sell. They'd be well. They can't. Well, no. That's like, what who, I mean. Because like, uh, well, if they sell, that means you're basically like get you're getting ready to you know retinker things and like you're you're saying goodbye to the playoff playoff hopes for this season. Well, well let's roll it back though, just for a minute for a second. So you yeah. mentioned if that he didn't go to AAA, he's going straight back to the majors. And again, he's pitching on Friday tomorrow. This will be up today Thursday. The mm-hmm. doubleheader will go on probably as as I upload this at home, mm-hmm. and then. His start on Friday. And let's be honest also here. He's playing against the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers are a below 500 ball club. 37 wins, 48 losses. They are not a good ball team. A.J. Hinch, good manager. Obviously, he's tainted with, with the trash throws. You've also got Javier Baez, who's been hot garbage. Hot garbage with Detroit with Detroit so far since he signed there. The only good player would be like that I could think of right now that comes to mind would be like Spencer Torkelson. Yeah, and he's a rookie, he, basically. He's only he, played like about a year and a half. Yeah, and even he cooled off a little bit. In the last stretch, don't get me wrong, he had a multi-homer game a couple days ago, but, I mean, other than that... And again, he's a young guy, so he's, he's going to struggle. Right. 
So you, that's you expect expected. that kind of stuff. So, so if, if he has a bad start and it's against a bad team like Detroit, that makes the problem even worse, doesn't it? Because if you're playing against Ast- the Astros, Houston, or you're playing against the Yankees, or any of the divisional opponents, in fairness, because they haven't beat the Red Sox yet, they have been bad against the Boston Red Sox, who are the worst team in the AL East right now, right? So if it was against an AL East team, you'd be like, you know what, it's fine if he gets shelled because they're really good ball clubs. Texas, 50 wins already, they're leading their division, good ball club. Uh, Houston, second that division, good ball club. You played against Detroit. That team is nowhere near the playoffs, not going to be anywhere near the playoffs. And if you get shelled, I guess a team that we all know can't hit, that's going to make the pro. That's just going to, it's going to make everybody like you, Al, who wasn't expecting him back maybe this season. Well, nobody but- did. If you, I'd like to see if someone comes up to me right now or were to come up to me right now and be like, ah, I, I knew they'd bring him up. No, you didn't. You're, well, you're lying to, you're, you're lying to yourself and to everybody because no one expected the fact that he's back before the All Star break. I expected him back maybe after the All-Star break, like end July, begin August, maybe. But man, this is not after two starts in the minors. That's it. And skipping AAA on top of that. I don't get it. So so again, though, we'll see. Because if he has a good outing against Detroit, I can sit that double-edged sword up. He had a good outing, but it is Detroit, right? Where if it is a team like one of the ALEs teams and he has a really good outing, it's like, okay, there's no, there's no caveat. They're a good ball club. Even if some of them are struggling, you know, they're good ball clubs. They consistently beat the Jays so far this season, and they need to be able to beat those teams. And if Manoa is a big reason why they do, then that's going to be a positive. But playing against Detroit, there's just not a win there for me. Like, even if he plays good, it's Detroit. Well, if he plays bad, it's Detroit. That's a problem. Well, listen, if he plays bad against Detroit, listen, I... And, I, and I'll make be, sure I say we're not trying to dunk on the Detroit Tigers here. No, that's like, not intentional. It's just they are not. It's like playing the Oakland A's. Like no offense to Domingo Herman, pitching the first perfecto since 2012 when it was Felix Hernandez. Yeah, but it's the, the Oakland A's. They haven't even won 25 games this year. Right? Yeah, and they, I mean, they're a bad ball club. And One of the worst we've ever seen. And if he listen, if he get if it doesn't go well, let's be honest here. I don't think we see Alec Manoa again until. Like he's gonna the the way I see it happening is, I think he goes back to double A. See, I think they send him a triple this time. I think they go maybe. I, I think they just send him down a triple and say, okay, you know what? You're gonna spend two or three starts here in triple A. We're gonna let you play against some guys who may not be ever in the majors or some older well, you guys. Gotta bu- you got to build his confidence up. So like, I, if I'm a no, like if I'm a no, I'd be pissed off. So I'd be like, okay, I go to double A. You strike out ten guys again. After that, I'd say then triple A. Yes, okay. only only one double A start, like one more. Just you gotta get you gotta get the mojo back. You can't just send him back to triple A right away and then throw him out there because he's still gonna be reeling from that blowout, that potential blowout that could or could not happen. We don't know. And then after that, I'd say three more starts. Mm-hmm. But at this time, at this point now, I want the pitch count to go up to eighty at least. And I want it to go at least six innings. No more five inning crap. No more. No more. No more of that. Jays don't need that. Their bullpen is, it's not bad, but again, it's not good. And we've talked about that already. And they've, they've even exhausted arms. Like Eric Swanson had a great ERA. He is at forty one innings already. We're not even at the All Star break yet. I know he's already at forty one innings, yeah. which is uh, which is I checked out. I I was confused when I saw him that at that high. His total last year was fifty three. Yeah, like it's, he's almost at last season's total for Seattle already. He's almost at his appearances already, and we're not even at the All Star break. He's still got a couple more months to go. And the good news about this is too, like, well, the good news out of this is also while Alec Manoa is 
hopefully getting back on track, which, I mean, I'm not going to say he is based off of that one double-A start. Listen, I'm not buying that one. You you can't get shelled 11 and then whatever. Like, don't get me wrong. Domingo Herman did it, but, like, Domingo Herman's been a lot better than Alec Manoa. And he did it in the majors, all, all, and, right? Yeah, he did it in the majors, right, all year long. He got shelled 10 runs and then comes back, throws a perfect, a perfect game. So, um, the good thing for the Jays is that Hunjin Ryu is also in the process of coming back. He's throwing, uh, I believe he had a Florida start with the same team that uh, where Alec Manoa started too. And he his velocity was up to 88 miles an hour, which is not ideal, but it's good considering he hasn't thrown in almost two years. Yeah, uh, he had Tommy John. Correct? Tommy John, yeah. So that's good because Hunjin Ryu can hit 93, 94. Like he could throw gas. Yeah, he, he is not a thra- flamethrower like the guys who throw 100. No. But he is... He, he is effective. Upper, he is mid the upper nineties. Yeah, he, and he's, he can get up to mid nineties. Yeah, and he's effective with his pitch, his pitch selection, and and that kind of thing. And he he knows how to. He, he's good. He I mean, listen, he was good, especially with the, with the Dodgers. And he had a good first year with Toronto last year. Obviously, or two, well, his last season with the Jays. Yeah, obviously the COVID didn't go his year, way. The COVID then, year when the Jays made uh, they played the Tampa Bay Rays, they got swept. But I mean, Ryu was pretty lights out like he was their best pitcher that season. So the the good news is he's in the process of coming back. And now you kind of wonder too if. Even if it does go bad, I think the Jays may be able to be like, hey, like, let's just ride this and whatever. Like, I'm hearing now that there's a, at first, there was no chance it was going to happen. But now that you're mentioning that the bullpen arguments are exhausted, like, even too, like Trevor Richards, he's pitched a lot of innings uh, this season too compared to last year. I don't even have to look that up to tell you. He's had more starts. He's had at least a couple starts where he's thrown three three innings of work. So, um so that's really good though for the Jays to, but anyways, what I was going with is that they might actually explore a six man rotation when they should, and they should the lack of bullpen they have. And the good thing about Manoa too coming up now is now it pushes back Kevin Gosman starts by one day. So Kevin Gosman so is set to start if on Manoa Saturday. Gets shelled, they can, they can use Gosman if they have to, which is, which is the thought process I've, I've heard. Yeah, you could, you could do that. So, and then tonight for the double header, uh, which is, uh, what are we? We're Thursday, July 6th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, July 6th. Wow. 7-6, yeah. All, already, wow. Um, Jose Barrios and Yusei Kikuchi are the guys going on on the bump uh, for that one. So that's normal. Nothing really changes there. Um, you hope, for sure. You hope. Jose Barrios, I'm not I'm not really worried about him. I think he's he's back to the Jose Barrios that he was when the Jays first signed him, and or rather picked him up from before the last Minnesota season, Twins. Basically. Yeah, before last season. And Yusei Kikuchi is... Uh, also, um, he's been he's a pleasant still, surprise. He's a pleasant surprise. He still worries me when he's on the mound, but I mean, overall, I'm happy with what I'm seeing from him. And again, I've been saying this too on Twitter. I really hope that uh, I'm rooting for Alec Manoa. I am. I really am. I hope so. But you want I, his jersey, I believe. I do. No, I don't. But I do think it's it's too soon. I do think you know you should have sent him to AAA, and then if he does well there, okay, fine, then bring him up. Like you know, he's rolling. So, I, but I'm curious to see, too, how long they'll let him go for. Like, if it does go well, are they going to let him pitch 80? Or are they going to keep, you know, are they going to say, okay, five innings of work and that's it, 75 pitches-ish. But uh, honestly, if I'm John Schneider, if his confidence is riding high and, you know, he is in the sixth inning and he doesn't have 80 pitches yet, let him get up to it. And if it keeps going, well, then, you know, I wouldn't give him more than seven than that you're pushing it. Well, but they, but you'd also worry, though, the longer in, longer in the game you go, the more times you face the same batters, right. the more likely they are to get a hit. But it's also Detroit. 
And it all I al- I'm also expecting the Jays' bats to pick him up. You know what I mean? Like, everything should come to fruition that, on, I, on I, Friday night. I also think that's going to affect the game. If he gets to the start of the sixth and the game's close, I don't think Manoa goes out regardless of how many no, pitches he throws. No, I don't think so. I think the but Jays if the will, game's yeah. a blowout by, the, by the going into the sixth, I think you leave him out there for as long as you can. Because if the game's just about done, and unless Manoa gasses, like, more than four or five runs, yeah, like then you a, should be good. Yeah, like, if it's an eight-run lead... I'd leave him out there unless they hit, like, until they hit two runs on him. Well, until, until you feel like his arm's getting worse or, or whatever, you feel like yeah. the confidence well, is going to start going. Yeah, then, whatever, then you get him out of there. Yeah, whatever the signs are. So, anyways, uh, interesting to see what's going to happen there with Manoa because, uh, again, I, I and everybody else from what I'm reading, listen, you don't even have to know baseball. The, like, people know what's going on with Alec Manoa. Like, you hear Alec Manoa and well, you're they're like... they're Canada's team. They're the only baseball team we no, have No, but anymore. even, like, around the majors. Like, this mm. is the talk of the major leagues. Like... You know, Cy Young finalist last season has a season like he's having right now. And listen, and then the Jays too, like everybody's following this. Mm-hmm. Everybody. They know. Like, you again, you don't have to know baseball to go, wow. Um, only two starts in the minors and all of a sudden you think, yeah, problem solved. Again, we'll see. But I also find it interesting too. I, want, I wanted to talk about this too, how I love how they're starting them in Detroit. But I also think it's a smart move because I think they're protecting them or they're protecting him from Toronto and themselves from Toronto. Because let's be real, he got booed in at Rogers Center in his last start in the majors before getting sent down. What do you think would happen? I I wouldn't be surprised if we even heard fire Atkins chance or something. Well, actually, it's not on it's not on John Schneider anymore. You wouldn't think. I mean, unless unless it comes out that Schneider asked for this, which then I'd be like, okay, what do you why? But whatever like i'm gonna i'm gonna still trust them because this is the first time where you kind of see the jays have this type of season where you don't really know what you're going to get even though the product that's being fielded on the field is supposed to be really good on paper they look really really good exactly practice it hasn't panned out that way but before we skip over manoa there's one other thing i wanted to mention with pitchers coming back chad green signing from the offseason from the new york yankees he's coming back from i believe tommy john as well maybe torn yeah him and ryu are both uh they're both on this like same similar schedule yeah Yeah. they they both were in dunedin with manoa and they had pictures of the three of those guys who all will be in the majors sometime this year as manoa now is back in the majors right now we expect to see ryu and green later this year and green is a great pitcher as a Yankees fan, I can tell you, one of my favorite relievers the Yankees have had in the recent memory. So he will be a good ad if he is as good as he was before Tommy John. We'll see if that pans out. But before we skip over Manoa, I want to ask you, Al, what do you think Friday is going to look like? What would you say in your mind, if you want to say what your prediction is, what the ideal start is for Alec Manoa, how many strikeouts is he going to get, how many runs is he going to let up, and how many innings is he going to go? I don't care about pitch count. Pitch, yeah, counts, yeah. Re- okay. pitch counts regardless. Yeah, Just how many matter. How many innings do you want him to go, how many runs is he going to let up, and how many strikeouts slash walks, because walks, again, have been a problem for him this year. Okay, an ideal start would be six. Six, six innings. Okay, like six or, like, doesn't have to be six and a, th- it could be six and a third, six and two thirds, or six plus, I don't care. I'd be okay with that. Um, five, so minimum six. Five strikeouts would be good. I think if you're Manoa too, you're trying to... I don't think... Don't go up there looking for a strikeout. Get the ball in play and trust your fielders. Like, you got... They got a really good... Out, they got a really good outfield. Very solid outfield. And their infield ain't too shabby either. So, 
I think if you're Manoa, you're trying to you go up there and pitch for contact. Mm-hmm. Anything on the ground, fly ball, whatever. So ideal start six innings. Uh, I'm going to say at least over at least five Ks or more. How many walks would you say? Yeah, since no it's more his first two, one, probably? I, I'm going to say four. No more than four? No more than four. Again, trust your infield. Put the ball in play. Like That's all you got to do afterwards. So that's the ideal start. And for me, though, personally, I don't think he goes more than four. Four innings. I don't think he goes more than four. Well, how many how many strikeouts do you think he'll get in those four innings? Not many. Not many. I don't. I expect maybe three. How, so, but how, do you think that regardless of runs, he'd only go? I four don't think it'll goals? be walks. I think the I think the Tigers like there's no pre, like the pre scouts out on this guy. Like you're a top you're a yeah you you were a top pitcher in the la, the last two seasons in the league. Last year was your full season where like the word was out. Alec Manoa is a beast. Mm. So. People know what you're throwing. Like, there's no, you can't change anything like that. Like, they know what you're going to throw. Mm-hmm. You throw a high, you throw a high heat when it's your fastball, and your slider is disgusting. Usually, was was. So, if I'm Manoa, I would try to pitch more to the inside of the plate mm-hmm. than the outside, and that might be playing it a little too safe. But yeah, for me, I don't see it going well at all, and I kind of don't want it to because I kind of want the Jays to learn a lesson. Just because there's trouble, you don't like. Don't you can't give Manoa the role of being a savior. You can't. He's not that guy. Not even close. So, I kind of want the Jays to learn their lesson here, and I also kind of just want Manoa to know too. Like, it takes more than two starts. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you're putting in the work, but like you can't rush it. I think he knows that too. But I mean. I think the reason why they're bringing him up is because they saw how high his confidence was. And I think that plays a role into what was working. So, yeah, like I said, I'm rooting for him, but I got a bad feeling about this. Eerie feeling for Alain Cavillon. And I also, again, do want to mention here in episode 50, and I'll try to set my name, Spencer Byers, alongside Big Al. And I never, you never, never formally, what's going on? I don't know. I forgot, I guess. <laughs> what's going on? So, uh, I always know, start with that. You know, I, 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 I've had a long morning. Had a long morning. Had a long past two days. But regardless, before we skip over to the Leafs, the Leafs, I want to say the one Leafs. more thing about the Jays. Because I thought you, make up a, I thought you brought, brought up a good point about... Whoa, Spencer just they, gave me a compliment. What the hell is going a, on? It's the first one and maybe the last wow. one of the of the outrage. Probably. But you talked about how the Jays can't sell. I want to go down that, that hypothetical. If the Jays were to sell, who do they sell? Like, you're not selling Bo Bichette. You're not selling, you know... Bo Bichette uh, and Vladdy are Vladdy, untouchable. You're not, I don't even think you're selling the catchers. No, no offense to Danny, Danny Jansen, maybe, but you trade away your, your top prospect in Gabe Moreno, right? So you're not trading Jansen, you're not trading Kirk. I don't think you're trading any of the outfielders. No. So like, who are you, who are you trading? Like Espinal, Biggio, but they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna your get season, you. are they're, you? No. I mean, like, is it a pitcher? Maybe, but again, you know, you're not trading Gosman. You nuts. He's been easily the Jays' best pitcher since he signed in Toronto. Manoa's got no value. Like, is it Bassett? Like, I think, I, don't, I don't know who the sell would be for Al if the Jays do decide they're not gonna if they're gonna they're too far away they can't make up enough ground. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. All I know is that, like, obviously selling is an option. It's just, at this point here, if they do sell, it's one of those where, like, the only two that, maybe three that would survive this, the sell would be Bichette, Vladdy, and Matt Chapman. Oh, I forgot I forgot about Chapman, but yeah, Chapman's obviously that unavailable. Is, 
the only three that I could see surviving that, and I'll throw in I'll throw in Gosman. So, well, Al, flip side. Other than that, I think anybody else would be who do they game. buy? Because I was trying to I. I was tasked with coming up with a wish list for all the major Toronto teams, and the Jays were obviously If you're buying, included. you're buying arms. You're buying arms. And I'm talking Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber is, listen, he's That'd on the block. Swing. He's on the block. There's another arm. I don't know why I, I can't think about it all of a sudden. There was two arms that I was looking at for the Jays. Shane Bieber was one of them. And, oh, man, I wish I remembered what the other one was because it was another decent, well, not decent. It was, it was actually a pretty good arm. Um, well, Bieber's a former Cy Young winner, I believe. Yeah, He's not a Cy Young contender for sure. Yeah, so Bieber, Bieber is good. I've always liked Bieber. So when I heard about that, I was like, that would be interesting. So you wouldn't even look at the lineup. You'd only go for a, an arm. I don't or think arm you need or two. Bats. Probably. I just think the like even the thing with the Jays. Like we talk about the approach, you know, on the last episode and the episode before that. So fourteen and thirteen, and it's not even a matter of the approach. Like just hit the ball. Just try to hit it. Doesn't matter. Don't try to hit it anywhere. Just see where it goes. Like, look at Vladdy the other night. Oppo Taco. Opposite field home run. And it didn't look like a home run swing. It just looked like one of those where he's like, it's there. I'm going to swing. And he hit it well and it was gone. So I don't think the bat, I don't think you need to touch the bats. Maybe bring in one, one bat. Don't, don't ask me who. Don't know. Can't think about it off the top of my head. And I don't want to kill time and, you know, ponder on that but I really wish I knew who the other pitcher was that I was thinking about because when I heard the name I was like this is a really good one um let's see if we can actually look up pitchers that are on the trading block well see and I really don't trust that type of stuff because yeah insiders do have if I see the name I'll know like I'll know like I, I swear no but I know insiders it's kind of like when I hear best player available for anything it's like yeah but how much do we actually know to what the GMs and, and what the, you know, personnel actually believe are guys that are on the block that are affordable? Because Shane Bieber's going to bring a haul back to the Guardians. He's not going to go for something cheap. And I'm not sure if the Jays can afford to give up any more prospects after trading for guys like Varsho giving up their best prospect in Moreno. Right? So I, I just don't know how that's going to work out, right? Yeah. That that way with, the, again, the prospect pool the Jays have got. So... I guess we'll see as Al again scans through the litany of pitching names that are allegedly on the block here in the MLB. And again, the All Star the All Star game's coming up. The trade deadline not too far after that. Like it, you know, it's fun to talk about baseball because for like the first month, you're like, oh, this game's mean nothing. We're in the first month, and then you get to June, and you're like, oh yeah, my god, of all June. of us, all of a sudden, yeah. we're like, all these games matter, like utmost importance like you cannot lose more than three games or you're done you're gonna sewer yourself right yeah. so and it, the end of june beginning july that's when you're like oh we're okay are we cool. good like, or are we bad? we're already at this point and uh yeah as far as the picture goes i have no idea al lost it i have no idea who it was it's i just remember the big there, head of Alec i just Cambion. know there were two names shane bieber was one of them and i said that would be phenomenal and i mean let's be real here if they I think all they need is Bieber, to be honest. Just mm-hmm. fill that fit. Like, Gosman's good. Barrios, fine. Kikuchi, Kikuchi's my question mark, to be honest. But yeah, still. he's been a pleasant surprise because he was awful yeah, last year. Yeah, but, like, you know, all good he's things come... fifth starter, all though, good things come, All good things come to an end. So, yeah. What a nihilistic thing to say. Sure. What, a, what a nihilistic thing to Anyways, say. Anyways, he's, he's my question mark, but Bieber would be my addition, uh, you know, probably one of my only additions, and then I'd, I'd ask for a batter. Find find someone that can that can be 
what Kevin Biggio was supposed to be slash what he was earlier on. Mm-hmm. Or a guy like Two-Hit Wit who plays small ball very well and ball doesn't leave the ballpark often for Whit Merrifield, but he does drive and runs. So uh, that would be the two spots I would try to work on. But um, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't hate the spot the Jays are in right now. I'm just not really sold on the way things are going right now. Like they're, they're still losing ball games that they shouldn't be losing. And I was actually at the Jays game on Canada Day and uh, it was ugly to watch, man. A <laughs> lot of basic mistakes. George Springer was good. Bo Bichette was okay. It was more of how the game ended that really struck a chord with me. It, and that's when Bo Bichette got sent home by Luis Rivera. First of all, Bichette didn't really see the sign. So Rivera was in a bad spot. And Bichette hesitated while he was just turning third. And then the other thing was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Finally, you know, he was heating up. Like he, he had hit his home run at Rogers Center. Like he was, he was turning the corner. Hits the ball, line drive to right field. Right to Alex Verdugo, mm-hmm. who has been a Jays killer, by the way. Unreal that series that guy had. And by the way, Alex Verdugo, for those of you who don't know, has a very, very, very good arm. As soon as it's, as you see, it's hit to Alex Verdugo. I'm, I, I'm not even thinking of sending Bichette. By the way, all you needed was one run and you had a tie ball game. Mm-hmm. And I understand wanting to tie it up at that moment to get the crowd going and, you know, momentum's right there with you and, like, the, everyone's into it. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a July 1st mm-hmm. baseball game. Yeah. It doesn't, if it's your last game of the year kind of game, Fine, send them. I don't care. At least you went out trying. But that could have been easily a game where you could have won that. Mm-hmm. Bichette stays on third. You got Vladdy at first. Maybe he gets to second because they might Verdugo, the might, Verdugo might throw it to home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Vladdy could advance to second. But even then, I wouldn't do that. So you have runners on the corners. And then I believe Chapman was coming up. That was the guy next in the order. What's wrong with that? All you need to do is put the ball in play. You get a solid double, you can either walk it off or you bring in the run, you tie the game. Mm-hmm. Or now that there's guys on and there's a pressure moment, Kenley Jansen wasn't pitching that great. Who knows? He maybe throws a wild pitch, run it in that way. There's, there's multiple ways that ball game could have gone the Jays' way, but it didn't because of little mistakes. Like it, it, I don't understand why they're at the point now where they're making these kinds of mistakes. I'd expect that when Bichette and Vladdy first came into the league, but not now. Not now. And listen, their hitting's gotten better, which is really nice to see. Still needs some work. But I I really do think that either the hitting coach or the third base coach, like, they got to switch that up. There's a, there's something, something needs to change here because Luis Rivera has not seemed himself all year long. It's not the first time we see him hesitate or send someone when he shouldn't. There was a time actually this year where Santiago Espinal should have been sent. Mm. Instead, the game went to extras. And that's when the Jays were really, really not bringing anyone in when they had runners in scoring position. So, I don't know. We've uh, we've spent 30 minutes talking about the Blue Jays. We only have two things in the lineup, so I thought we might as well have fun with the Jays. Fair enough. I mean... Like I said, I don't it hate... Seems like you need to vent. Uh, it seems like you need to vent. Ah... Uh, it's just frustrating because, like like I said, there's, st- there's mistakes they're making, and it's like, I expected this a couple years ago. Not now. 
Well, see now, I think that is what continually, I won't say it just upsets Jays fans, but why the expectation of this J team is so high. It's because they were a playoff team when Vladdy was a rookie, when Bo was a rookie, when these guys were young. It's kind of like, I'll say like the Leafs, but not exactly, because they've even had longer than the Jays. But every year it's like, okay, they should be getting better. And they haven't, right? We had the trailer. This is going to be the movie. That was last year. If it was a movie, it was it was a horror movie. Yeah, that was that right? was awful. And I, I would say this is worse than last year. Oh, this is absolutely this like, is one hundred percent worse. So it's it's that point where you're you're asking when are they going to take that jump forward? Of okay, we're not we're not long no longer a wild card contender. We're now a like title contender. You know, we're yeah, an like, this is, champion th- contender. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those where like you're supposed to be like, like the Orioles have already passed them out. Oh yeah, like, but this is where, and they're just getting started, by the way. Oh, exactly, and that's what I mean, though, is they've already taken that jump over the Jays, but, and they've and, had less time. And they still have, like, you look at their prospect pool, like, their depth chart for their prospects is very deep. Like, scary deep. Mm-hmm. And and they still have guys like Gunnar Henderson, who's a rookie this year. Adley Rutschman's had, what, a year and a bit. Yep, and they just called up yesterday. Um, One of their top prospects. Uh, yeah, I picked them up in fantasy. Of course you did. He did, he did well. Um, I want to say, do I want, do I want to look up? Yeah, I got to name drop him. I got to give him props. Hold on. It's coming up there. Well, I, I will tease what we're talking about next. We are going to talk about the Leafs and I think, I don't think we talked about them adding Bertuzzi and, Ma- and Max oh, Domi. So we will Colton talk about Kowser. Colton Kowser. Colton Kowser, a recent call up for uh, the Baltimore Orioles who, uh, got his first hit and first, uh, RBI, uh, last night, uh, for the O's, uh, against the New York Yankees too, nonetheless. Um, but yeah, the Leafs, we can talk about the Leafs. Yeah, we'll move over to another Toronto team who's waiting for them to take the eventual leap of faith to a title contender. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they added Tyler Bertuzzi to a one-year deal. They added Max Domi to a one-year deal, too, as we haven't talked about. I don't think we even talked about them adding Ryan Reeves but last episode. We might have, but regardless, they've added a lot more, quote-unquote, from Brad Treliving, snot, that's the word he used, yep. to his team. But, you know, add Bertuzzi, I like that move. Add Domi, I don't mind that move. I don't know where he's going to fit, but I like that move. But now, Al, again, the mighty question we've been asking since feels like start of July or start of June, so over a month now, Austin Matthews, one year left on his deal, needs an extension. William Nylander, one year left, oh, needs an extension. And I, all I see is William Nylander in the lineup, Al. Oh, so what is, what is your contention right now with William Nylander? The guy who's played <laughs> the best in the playoffs for your Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm at the point, Spencer, when I'm just tired of hearing him. Like, hearing his name. I don't care. I honestly, you know what the worst part is? And I, I was actually telling this to my buddy the other day. I was like. You have friends? Yeah, I have friends. Not many. Well, imaginary, but, you but know. I have some. Anyway. And I was telling him how. Every time, it's always always talking about the Leafs. You talk about the Leafs' contracts more than you do about their on-ice play, which is a problem. The fact that there's more conversations around team uh, players' contracts rather than their on-ice play and on-ice focus, what they're going to do to make the team better. Like There was barely any talk about Ryan Reeves and coming over, Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. That just happened. Mm-hmm. It just happened. It was like, oh, hearing this is happening, and then boom, it happened. It was done. Mm-hmm. Whereas William Nylander, you could be game, give me a random number. 64. Game 64. Well, no, I didn't like that number, actually. I was hoping for something more random, like 32 or like 36. 32 is the 64 divided by 2. Oh, that's funny. I didn't, even, I didn't do that on purpose, I swear. Uh, but anyways. Although you can't do fine, that, game, game, Game 42. There you go. Game 42. So a little over halfway. A little over halfway. 
That's a bad number too. I like 30, whatever. Some, just a random number. You could be in end of the second period. The Leafs will be winning 10-0 and they'll be like, hey, how about that William Nylander contract? And it's like, they say it for a joke, but it's like, it's not funny because it's always him. So my, I'm at the point where I'm like, either sign him or trade him. Do something. Get it over with. I'm tired. I don't want to. I don't want to go into December here and hear about William Nylander. If I hear about William Nylander, it's, I want it to be because he's either playing really well or playing really bad or not meeting up to expectations, whatever. That's all I want to hear. I don't want to hear anything about his freaking contract. And the fact that he wants $10 million per year? See, I, I, don't know how much, again, I don't know how much that is true, though. Like I, that's oh, I again, believe it. Listen, like, this guy, he, no, no. he wants, he wants his money's worth this time. Okay. The first time around was just Dubas, you know, pushing, like trying to lower it. And then he's like, all right, fine. 6.9. It's not that bad of a number after all, whatever. Fine. Hey, you know, what's funny Al, is Lee fans complained about it when it got signed. And I kept telling everyone I knew, wait, you, you give him a full training camp. Oh, that yeah, deal's going to look like a steal. A steal. And, and guess what? It was a steal. I just find it funny how like, oh, you're now a year out from the con from your contract. Uh, expiring, and then all of a sudden he decides to show up. You know what I mean? I find it very funny that, oh, this year he decides to put up a 40-goal season. I'm not saying he selectively did that. You know, there could have been... Like a player can, though. Like, I kind of hate that stuff. But I just find it... The the timing is so, so funny. It's an impeccable timing. It's like, oh, you have one really good season, and now you think you're worth 10 mil. I like the Leafs number that they're trying to throw at him. Eight and a half is good. It's great. And don't get me wrong. A team would pay him $10 million tomorrow or even today, right now. And I'd be okay with that. I just don't think he's a $10 million player for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs. And the reason why I say that, well, listen, by the way, have players not learned a thing yet? Have they not, not. Le- have they not learned? Look around the NHL. Other than the Vegas Golden Knights and Tampa Bay Lightning... What of all what do what do most recent cup champs have in common? They don't have a lot of you know they don't really have a tight cap. Nathan McKinnon took pay cuts for the longest time. Gabriel Landeskog took pay cuts. Miko Rantanen, actually I think he got paid right off the hop. Maybe not. I have to look that one up again. All take, you know, they take pay cuts for the longest time. Guess what it allows them to build a team. Guess what they win the cup. Won the cup, then they got paid. They don't care anymore. They they did it. They could say they're a Stanley Cup champ. Now, obviously, I'm not saying Nathan Nathan McKinnon's like you know I'm done. Won my cup. I'm I'm so I'm good. No, he's still a competitor. But like the 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 thing that bothers me about the Leafs, it's a you're in Canada. First of all, you can get paid thirteen million dollars for all I care. Guess what? There's still tax, and you're also paying escrow. Like it, I'm sorry, you're gonna get taxed like hardcore by playing in in the Canadian market. So well, there's that. That's why they want more money though. Fair enough, but it, it just doesn't... Fine, but don't expect to win. Don't expect... 50, over 50% of your roster is based off... Uh, is of your of your cap is based off of five guys. Uh, yeah, okay, and good the burger place. Good one. There's four lines, by the way, guys, in in, uh, in the game of hockey. Not and, just one. And, 60, and 3D pairings and two goalies. Yeah, so... You know, the fact that he's... That I hear that, that he wants 10 million is just... Brutal. And the problem is, too, I think now the Leafs kind of want to get his deal out of the way done because I think they already know what Matthews wants, and they're like, yeah, we're going to give it to you. Three to five-year deal for Matthews for, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to think Matthews gets 14 mil. And that is 
way too much money. Yes. Way too much money. Yes. And not long enough term, might I add. Correct. Not long enough term. Yeah. So I think they already have the number and they're just waiting on Nylander to see what they can do. And let's be real. If you're not going to get to an agreement, bye. I'll be, on, I'll be honest here, Al. If the Leafs do not sign him this summer, I don't think they're going to be able to trade him. Because no, no, he's going to walk. Because and this is the problem is people say we'll just trade him. Okay, but think about it. Other than the exclusivity rights you'll have for having him for that extra year of his contract, what's the gain of trading away a bunch of assets for a guy that's going to be a free agent in a year? I can just wait. Why would I give you a bunch of first round picks and a top grade A prospect when I can just wait six more months, nine more months? Yep. And he'll be a UFA, and I can sign him to 11 million bucks as a UFA. Yeah, I might pay a little bit more of a premium because he is on the market and everyone else has a chance at him. But even at that point, Al, you can trade him next summer before his deal is actually up and then sign him then and give up way less. Yeah. So it's got to be the least have to understand what the value of William Nylander is going to be because people know I can sign him in a year. I don't need to trade for him now. I'm just versus being able to afford him, which obviously I don't necessarily think he's a $10 million player either for the Leafs, especially. But as you've admitted, there will be a team out there who will give him 10 oh, million. Oh, absolutely. There, there are a litany 100%. of teams that would give him There will be a bidding bucks. war. There will be a bidding war for that guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if a team eventually ends up throwing him 11 because they want you to sure. out, outbid him. You got to outbid the, the competition. I'm just tired of the whole thing. I hate. I hate hearing about the William Nylander contract talks. It's, I think 20, was it 2017 or 18 he held out? Or when that whole, that was 2018, I believe. I don't know, whenever he held out, that was really the final straw for me where I was like, okay. 18, 19. Yeah, 18. Anyways, I was just so, so done with it. And the fact that it's always been a point of conversation around the Leafs, it's like enough, enough. And I also think this guy's going to get paid and then he's going to be, you know, I don't think he'll be as consistent. He's working for his money right now. Of course, he's going to play to his full potential. But after he gets paid, yeah, right. For me, that guy's just a pretty face in a pretty place. That's all it is. Don't get me wrong. Good hockey player. Really good hockey player. But his, I don't like the way he goes about you know, the game. And some might hate what I'm saying and others might agree. And guess what? That's why they're called opinions. And, and I was usually wrong. So sure. you're probably right. Yeah. But anyways, I, I'm just tired of hearing of the conversation. The, as for the contracts for Bertuzzi, for Reeves, for Domi, I'm happy. I wish Camp would have taken a cut now because I feel like maybe Bertuzzi could have been signed to more than just a year. That's one player I really, really want the Leafs to keep, and I think they'll have trouble because I think he will excel very well with the Leafs. I well, think he I does. think if Nylander gets dealt, then that money is going to get divvied up between maybe, maybe Matthews and him. And I think Domi, from what I've heard, it sounds like he's like this is the team he want. He's he's done. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. 
He wants to stay in Toronto. I he, if it's for seven hundred and fifty k, it's for seven hundred fifty k. Like he well, also act like he's getting that though. He's, he's getting three million bucks, so I don't think he'd take a massive pay cut no, to play for the Leafs. I he think he, he no. would take a he would take a pay cut. Yes, but he wouldn't take a Jason Spezza pay cut. No, nothing. I don't. Not at the point or of Mark his career. Giordano pay cut. Even no. though Mark Giordano's a lot older. Not at the yeah. Not at the point of his career. So I like those signings. Even Reeves, I'm okay with it. Uh, I think three is too much. Maybe I'm, a year too long. But I think yeah, that's what I mean. Like a year too long. I think two would have been better. But who knows? Maybe for what he is, though, he's exactly what the Leafs need. Oh, like I think the Leafs are. It's hard to say if they're better. They're going to last year harder to play against. They're de- yeah, they're going to be more frustrating to play against. Like Michael Bunting was one guy. Now you got three. And now just, it's three like guys to sign. now it's like okay, try to you know touch Bertuzzi. All right, touch Domi. Guess who's coming off the bench to the living crap out of you afterwards. Well, and and Domi, Domi and Bertuzzi all have that that kind of sandpaper to their game. So, you know, yeah, they're, they're not be, players yeah. who are going to take nothing from nobody anyway, right? So they're also going to defend your 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 baby stars like like Nylander at this point, like Matthews at this point, like yep. Marner. And another thing too is uh, Ilya Samsonov filed for arbitration, so they're going to go, you know, they're going to go to that. And I also wonder, I, I, I'm kind of... I don't think he needs arbitration. I think the Leafs had a good number for him. I think right now the problem with the Leafs that's handicapping them is the Matt Murray de- the Matt Murray contract. Well, and again, and, not, and they haven't moved him yet. And Austin and William, not, those two contracts right. are also playing into a factor. I, I think. think Matthews will sign. I don't even if it's not before the even if it's not this summer and it's mid season. I don't care. He's going to sign. I think it's so. I think it's really Nylander that's the concern. Like. Oh, you want to win in Toronto? You want to play in Toronto and be here? Listen, asking for ten million dollars is not going to get you a win in Toronto, and it's not going to, you know, allow you to play in Toronto. Because if there's one thing that I'm the vibe I'm getting off of Brad Tree Living is we're going to try to sign you, but if it doesn't work out, I have no issues sending you out the door and bringing someone in for well, not for not you. his guys, right? And that same thing with Keith, and that same you know, no offense to Jed Hand, even though he's above. Free living, but none of these guys are him, right? None of these guys are his guys. Nope. So, you know, that's why I kind of chuckle when they say Keith might get extended. I'm like, I I doubt that we're going to fire him, but I'll I be, doubt they're going to extend him I'll either. Be, I'll be surprised if he makes it to December. Well, depending Honestly, on how the team the, starts. The Leafs are going to leave. And again, the horse part is too, there's jokes already going on. Like, not jokes, but some people, act, I think they're actually serious about this. Oh, this is their year. Shut your mouth. You've been saying that for the last five years. Oh my God. Goodness, you know what year was the best time to get it done was this past year that just passed. That was their best opportunity because now, like we've said this before in previous episodes, I believe this was before double digits or around that time. The Ottawa Senators are coming. By the way, the Buffalo Sabres are coming. Yeah, the Detroit Red Wings are coming. Uh huh. Even the Montreal Canadiens are coming. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, I think the best time for them to do it. Was this past year, and and we named the four teams weren't even in the pl- weren't even in the playoff race. Well, weren't oh, even in the playoffs. And, and then you got the Metropolitan, the Carolina Hurricanes. Gross. Holy jeez. The Rangers. Gross. The Devils. Vladimir Tarasenko, by the way, could go to Carolina or Ottawa. Those are the two teams we're hearing. And, and I, you know what the best part is? I hear that it's likely it, Carolina. Th- that no, I hear it's likely Ottawa if the brinket gets moved. 
Well, so, I mean, that or they get Tarasenko first and then they're like, all right, Dabrinkit, we're just going to move you. Because well, you're no, allowed to be They're, they're to... already going to move Dabrinkit. Yes. They've already gotten to that point. So they're just kind of waiting to get Dabrinkit off the books to basically move that money straight into Vladimir Tarasenko's pocket, who just switched agents as of, I believe, yesterday. Yeah, Kane and Tarasenko are the two that are in- interesting for me on the free agency market right now. And I don't know where the Kane's going to go because Kane's very particular. As we've already found out, he only wanted to go to the Rangers I mean, the look, deadline. I, do I think Chicago's got work to do. But I already think Chicago's a lot better. I don't think he wants to go back. I think he wants to really win. I, 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 I believe Patrick, Patrick Kane, Kane wants and, to win. Imagine Patrick Kane and Connor Bedard, though. It's probably what Taylor Hall you'd think on the left. I don't know. That could be your power play. Maybe I don't know. I'm, Chicago has no goaltending right now either. So well, no, nor do a lot of nor do a lot of teams. Yeah. Like the Devils really and, need a goalie uh, too. How about uh, the John Gibson rumors? Did you see that? What, that he did? That he apparently he wanted out of Anaheim, and then his agent was like, nah, like, this is false, blah, blah, well, blah. No, that he, I, I think it's not that he demanded a trade request. I think it was even that he'd say he wouldn't play. Yeah, like he, he wouldn't would play or something like that. Anyway, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And then Frank Saravalli, who reported, made the report, <laughs> comes back with a receipt and goes, yeah, remember the last time you said my, my reporting was false? And it was like something about an executive going to Arizona or leaving Arizona, something like that. And then... <laughs> He was, Saravalli was right, so it was kind of funny. There was a little bit of Twitter. It seemed like what was going to be a Twitter feud, but ended up turning into nothing. But it was kind of funny, though, because Frank Saravalli kind of was like, hey, you doubted me the last time. Look what happened. So you really want to try that again? So anyways, I think John Gibson's got something good in Anaheim. Adam Fantilli looks disgusting in development camp right now for the Columbus Blue Jackets. He hit the Michigan the other day. Uh, yeah, Babcock's going to love that. First day of development camp, yeah. Mike Babcock, yeah. He's going to love that. I wonder how that combination is going to work, but you know what? I think Fantilli's such a relaxed kind of guy that like it's like, okay, like this is how they want me to play. The, I'm, I'm going to play and this way. Babs has softened a little bit since his exile. Babcock, too, like just really loves good players, right? So I think maybe the fact that Fantilli is really good, as long as he doesn't pull the crap that he did with Marner in Toronto about like, oh, give me your list of who's a good player. That's what I mean. I hope he softened since. Well, I think so, because, I mean, let's be real. You screw this up. If you're Babcock, this is your chance. Like, do well for the, these two years. If you decide that you don't want to stay there anymore, well, maybe you've if, improved if you your did, reputation enough. If you to, did well enough, you could go somewhere else. And there's always going to be a coach carousel around the league. Let's be honest. Is. And this is the last point I wanted to make about the Leafs. And we talked the last episode about how, you know, Sheldon Keefe's voice is annoying. Has been getting annoying. Has been been tiring for the for this core. And I was thinking, I'm like, who is someone that would be a fair coach, could get the guys going, but at the same time, put some fear into them if they're playing like garbage. Well, but I see now, not only, not only problem with that before you say your name, is then you have to pick a coach who not only is good and can do both of those things, but also would want to come to Toronto. Like, there's lots of coaches out there, but want to come to Toronto. Here's the name. Here's the name. I'll give you his background real quick. Oh, here we go. Two, I'll give you two things. Two things. Conference finals, Eastern Conference finals in 2016. And he has a huge scar on the side of his face. Guy Boucher. Oh, mm, no. No. Yes. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Yeah, oh, no. yes. No, you would not want Guy Boucher. I want, well, I don't want John Tortorella. That's too much. Well, I want a guy no, that torts would. I want a guy that knows where the line is in terms of like he's not afraid to sit a star, yeah, but, but you, at the you same don't time, Guy Boucher. I'm telling you right now. At the same time, that guy can hype up. I think Guy Boucher is almost like another version of Rod Brindamore. No, there will be no, there will be no other like Rod Brindamore. Don't get me wrong. 
Rod Brindamore is who he is, and I honestly would run through a wall for that freaking guy, which is he, good. He That's is, what you want is, out of a coach. Yeah. He is one of a kind. But Guy Boucher is very close to him, in my opinion. He's fair with his criticism, but at the same time, he I find he has a good balance in terms of how much crap to give somebody, but also how much rope to give him in terms of, like, leeway. But you know why he's never stayed in any one place, don't you? Well, I mean, let's be real. After the the Senators, you know, lost in the conference finals in 2016, it was a debacle. Even before that, with Tampa. You know why he doesn't last anywhere? Because he runs the 1-3-1 defense. Ah. Which was on trap. And it does not work after but a year and a half. It Fair works enough, but he's been until out, it doesn't. He's been out of the league for a bit. Now, I, I, anyways, I'd like to see him back in the NHL. And I'd l- I think he would be a good fit. And he run the 1-3-1. And he worked for about a year and a half. And then the, the Leafs would get shelled and he get canned. I don't know. We'll so s- that's we'll the problem. See. We'll see. I, I don't know, but like, that's the only name that could come to mind when I was trying to think of coaches that could fill the whole... There the, isn't one. That's the problem. Yeah, there isn't one. Like even if you fire Sheldon Keefe, there isn't a guy that you think of that's like, okay, that's the perfect guy. Because like I would love Claude Julien to go to the Leafs. He now he would be he joined Pat Burns. I think it's like one of the only coaches that ever coached the Leafs, the Habs, and the Bruins. And Pat Burns was a great coach back in the day. Yeah. So I also think Keefe is a lame duck, anyways. Regardless, even though if, even if they do extend him, I the guy's lost. I think he's lost the room. But not only that, again, he's not tree living guy. And yes, Shanahan does have the final say, but the GM will make that decision first before yeah. Shanahan gets that decision. Yeah. So I mean, I, it, yeah, it'll be interesting. I still have a. I like what Tree Living's done. I like what he said. I also really like the John Klingberg signing. And if I was John Klingberg, I'm sorry, I would not have picked number three to wear as your jersey number. Because you're a hater. Well, listen, the last two guys that wore number three, Justin Hall. And Dion Phaneuf. Well, it's okay. He'll fit perfect because he can't play defense either. So he fits those three guys. Two guys I don't know. I really like, he has a lot more offense. I really like the Klingberg, um, the Klingberg signing because I do think if he goes back to what he was in Dallas before getting moved around, I do think he's... Well, he is another Morgan Riley. Yeah, it's, it's great, Al. You guys are going to play like the, the Oilers in the 80s. You guys are going to play five guys in the offensive zone. No one playing defense. You guys are going to play eight, seven games. So this will be back to the 80s. Know. I'm just saying I really Austin like Mads it. Austin going to have 70 goals because they're they're, they're going to win games 8-7. I, like I also like his size. So, I mean, I I like what he's done, but I still have a weird feeling. Like something bad. Not Maybe not something bad, but like, I don't know. It's just something's not going to go the way that people expect it to. And, I mean, listen, if you're... If I think you're, the Leafs need one more defenseman. Yes. Like well, they, that, they well, need at least one more. That's what they're looking to, to do. That and they need to move Murray's contract. You can't send him on the LTIR because now the league is looking into those now. Yeah. And Allegedly. let's be real. Let's be real. Murray's healthy. Enough. He is. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. He's, he's healthy, but like. No until, such thing for Matt Murray, but he's healthy enough to play. Yeah. Before he gets hurt again. So. That. Yeah. I, it'll be. It'll be interesting. It's, it's only. Listen, it's only July 6th. And and guess what, Al? For the next month and a half, these stories are continuing to circle. Matt Murray, what's going to happen to him? Buyout, trade, what happens? LTIR, what happens? Austin Matthews, contract extension, what happens? William Nylander, contract extension, trade, what happens? More ads for Bradford Living and uh, Brandon Shanahan, what happens? Sheldon Keefe, extended, fired, what happens? Right? Same stories, we're going to keep circling in the pot, circling in the cauldron, if you will, of the Toronto Maple Leafs media rumor mill. And yeah, it'll be you, circulating till they get back on the ice for training camp. Gotta love, uh, gotta love that that rumor mill. I I know that I'm just tired of it. And um, listen, uh, here at uh, Sportsnet, we talked about uh, William Nylander for a solid. We're Thursday today. 
So we didn't talk about him today, but we talked about him the three days prior to that. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yes, we were in on Monday, even though it was considered a stat for uh, here in Canada. But uh, I'm about to lose my crap if I hear more William Nylander. Unless there's development. If they're close, fine. If they're not close, I don't give a crap. We know they're not close right now. He wants 10. They're like, nah, 8.5. Those are the reported numbers. They've they've been been not close. I get it. I'm tired of it. Even if the conversation, oh, conversation has stalled. They've been stalled. I don't care. That car has been stalled, guys. That car has been stalled, stuck in the the right lane. Exactly. They're just like the traffic reports at TSN. You know, stalled, stalled car on the 401 right lane. What's new? Tra- traffic is slowing. Yeah, exactly. What's like, new? like the Leafs. Contract extensions are slowing as William Nylander's contract has been stalled in the right lane. What's new? Expect expect delays, you know? Yeah. So it's no surprise. But that'll be it here for us. Again, only two up, two topics today, but Al and I got a chance to go in deep on depth there on Alec Manoa, the panda, puma, grizzly bear. The creature. Donut, whatever we want to be called well, now. We'll call him a mythical creature at this point. Well, he is because... a mythical creature because the way he's been pitching, you don't want to see him. You think he's, you think he's imaginary. Or you do. It's one of those where it's, it's kind of like Medusa, you know. Like you're turning, you want to you want you want to open your eyes because you want to see, but at the same time you want to keep them closed because you know what happens if you open up. It's not good. No, it is not good. I'm not actually good. know who Medusa is. I would just, mean, listen. I've watched Percy Jackson. I actually am reading Percy Jackson. It's right now my Audible pick. The movies are better. Well, see, I'll I, always say that. I I don't like reading though, so I mean, well, I, I I can't read. So audiobooks are my best friend. So Spencer, are you? Oh, before uh, we go, I know you said you weren't gonna thread at the beginning of uh, oh, this episode. Are, are you gonna thread this time or no? No. For those of you who don't know, real quick, before I know you were wrapping this up, but uh, trying to yeah. So. Trying to put a threat, trying Mark, to put a bow on this. Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk were reportedly going to like fight in a cage. We and talked about that apparently last that's still going on. We talked about that last episode, and now they're literally going at it. But in terms of like social media platforms, Twitter sounds like it's dying now because it's been dying. But Mark Zuckerberg came out with a version called Thread, which goes under the Meta Meta Threads, which, is which is under Meta Instagram, Instagram Facebook, and yeah. Facebook. And it's basically Twitter 2.0, and uh, it's picking up a lot of traction. So, anyways, I've been threading more than tweeting uh, this morning. I'm actually trying to get ahead of the curve this time because I was way behind uh, when Twitter first came out. I only got Twitter in like 2018, so um, actually surprised I downloaded this. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Spencer has not changed his point of view, well, which is well, calling you a loser is just not strong enough, Al. Oh, geez, calling you a loser. Yeah. I'm trying to be a trendsetter over here. Okay, what what a mug, what, what an uh, absolute what a mug. mug. All right, whatever. What a mug. By the way. Sign offs, are, sign offs are my thing. Well, then hurry up and sign off then. Be a All right. So this, talking about thread. Fine. This Jesus. was, this was uh, episode number 15 of the outrage. I'm Adam Kevion from Spencer Byers. We'll talk to you next time. Hopefully we stay consistent. This was back to back to back weeks. And hopefully Lee, Willie Nealander gets traded to Boston. Let's hope. No. But anyways, this was the outrage. Talk to you soon.